Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody this morning. Y'all looking good. You can say amen to that. Amen. You look good. You do. Praise God. If we could, before we get into the mess, yes, you look good too. <laughs> she hasn't been here in a minute. She's got to let everybody know. It's good to see everybody today. Before we get into uh, the message today, let's look at one more slide if we can. I want to look at the word supplier slide. Praise God. And, you know, that is what that tells us is that we have sent out over $5,000 worth of product. And that also is, is uh, we use the word supply fund to fund our live stream as well. So as Brother Kevin was saying, you have a huge part in this ministry with your giving. You know, uh, Pastor says it many times that your giving doesn't keep the lights on. God keeps the lights on, okay? Your giving enables this ministry to send the gospel out worldwide. What's, what's the vision? City, state, nation, and world. And this ministry reaches our city, our nation, our state, our nation, and our world. And I was looking the other day uh, on our website, and it doesn't give specifics, but it shows a world map. You probably have seen it if you go on there. And the different dots where people have, have tuned in. I've seen it in all of Europe. I've seen it in Australia, South America, North America. I think the only continent that we're missing is Antarctica. That's okay. We're, go- we're coming, right? <laughs> but we'll get there. So praise God. $5,300 in, $5,114.70 out. As fast as it comes in, we send it out. Because it's, that's what it's about, getting this gospel out on every available voice, as Kevin was talking about. You know, you, you are a big, big part of this ministry. You are, right? Amen. You, the church, it's us. Without you, without us, you see, God can't do it by himself. I think sometimes people like to say, well, God will get it done. But he, he'd rather cooperate with us. He'd rather us get involved with him. Right? I mean, he will get it done to a certain extent, but how much more efficient if we get involved and cooperate with him? Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. Let's get into our message today. Wow, it's 1041. You think you're getting out of here early, don't you? (laughs) We'll see. We will see. (laughs) But I want to, uh, I want to talk about what's coming up. And you know, faith explosion and those things. And Let's look at something that was said to us through the Lord and through our pastor. And, you know, these things, you'll forgive me, I'll find it here shortly. But these are so important. God tells us things to propel us, to, to uh, move us into something that, that we can't move into on our own. 
Uh, he tells us these things in order to accelerate, uh, in order to advance, because that's what God has on his mind, advancement. God's not stagnant in any area. We can be. We, I mean, I can be. I'm not going to accuse you. I won't say we. I can. I can be stagnant in areas, but God's not stagnant. So I can't ever blame God if I'm stagnant in an area. That's just not going to fly. So let's look at this first word that he gave us. And this happened, would have been the 16th, the 16th of August. And I'll just read it, I'll read it as he said it. And it's, it's a little lengthy, but it's important nonetheless. The scriptures say that in the time of the prophet Samuel, when he was a young boy, that in that day there was no vision, open vision. In other words, the Lord says, no one was seeing what I see. You have moved into a season in this nation, and yes, the Lord says, even the world, where many are blinded. And man, we see that. Many are not seeing. Right? But there are those that are seeing, and they're seeing what I'm seeing. And if you are correctly viewing and correctly seeing what I'm seeing, then what you see is this. Listen, family, this is what's coming. More. More is coming. And if you remember, the Lord says, this item that many saw in their youth, it was a wave maker, a rectangular item that sat on a fulcrum. It had liquid and sand and colored water on the inside of it, and it would make a wave. When it went to one end, all of the material would go to one end. That's where you are. That's where we are. What I'm going to do and pour out on you is full. It's full. It's getting to the point that no more can be put in it. And you are entering into a season where that's going to break open. Okay? More is coming. More is coming. More abundance. More healings. More victory. More defeat for the enemy. Hallelujah, more is coming. So then he tells us, and he gives us some warning. Don't be sidetracked. And he said that emphatically. I mean, that's, he exclaimed that. Don't be sidetracked. Don't be distracted. And let me stop. Why do you think our pastor has been preaching to us weeks upon weeks? What has your focus? What has your attention? Keep your focus. Because of this. That was all a precursor to the Lord to tell us this. And the Lord is just confirming what our pastor has heard from the Spirit and has been preaching to us. Keep your attention on the Word. Keep your attention on Him. Keep your focus on what is coming because what is coming, I said in my word, that even when the enemy would come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. So it can feel as if the enemy has unleashed everything in his arsenal. And yes, he has to a certain extent. So if, if that's the case and you feel that that's going on in your life, there's no shame in that. There's a devil loose. There is no shame in feeling like you've been under an attack. But listen to this. But yet you stand, and yet you thrive, and yet you succeed. And yet things are better than they've ever been, and yet more finances are flowing into your life, and yet you're healed, and yet your family's healed, and yet your bodies are strong, and yet your ministries are thriving. Why? The standard is in place. It cannot break upon you. So yes, the enemy, and according to the word, 
no weapon that formed against you and I shall prosper. That doesn't say the weapon won't be formed. Right? But it won't prosper. Okay? Because the standard is in place. It can't break upon you. But what I have is about to break over you. And it will absolutely drench you in my goodness and at the same time decimate the plans of the enemy. There will be a moving forward, the Lord says. A moving forward. A moving forward. And there will be great bounds take place and great leaps because you've prepared yourself for it. And this ministry shall take leaps forward. And the television ministry shall expand. And the outreach shall expand. Let me stop there. If that's going to expand, don't you think God's going to expand us so we can, right? Exactly. So you're in the right position. And this building and these lands shall expand. And the leadership shall expand. And leaders will come that have the heart of God. And leaders will come that have the desire of the things of God. And leaders will come that are faithful and true to what God wants to do in the future of this vision. And I will add them to those that are already here. And you'll see great and mighty things. The children's department will overflow. The youth department will overflow. The elders will overflow. And the students will overflow. Get ready, get ready, get ready. When he says things three times, he, it's like he's got your face and my face in his hands and he's saying, look, get ready. This is going to happen. And, and get ready, right? Because they're coming from the east, the west, the north, and the south. The prisoners are being demanded that they be given up. And isn't that so true? People want truth like never before. They're tired of being lied to in whatever area. They're tired of the lies. They want the truth, right? The prisoners are demanding that they be given up. The chains are breaking. The doors are opening. They're coming. Glory be to God, they're coming. Then it, and again, this is lengthy, but in that same service, the Lord gave us a precursor to 2021. So what about 2021? Oh, the vision of many in 2020 has been darkened. And many have not even been able to see into the realm of next year. But just know this, says the Lord, it's going to start off being a year of light that will dispel darkness, and many will come to the light. Well, doesn't that just coincide with their coming? Because they want answers, right? Many will come to the light, and many will come to the truth, and many will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, 2021 is setting up to be a magnificent year. A magnificent year. And many are stuck saying, well, we got to get through this year, Lord. And I, and, and I admit, you know, there's, there's times you're like, can we just get through this year? Can 2020 just be done, please? But, and people say, well, we got to get through this year, Lord. And the Lord says, yeah, and it's going to be more of what you've experienced already. More blessing, more victory, more prosperity. 2021, a year of light and magnificent victory. That's what he has on his mind for this body. Okay? That's why we can't be distracted, we can't get sidetracked, and we've got to keep our focus. We keep our focus on what he said. Because I noticed this the other day, and it was just, it was just minute. I began to focus on something that I heard through the news and, or a headline. I, I really don't watch the news. I really don't. But I, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that there aren't headlines that come across my phone. And 
just for a second, I wanted to focus on that. And you know, the minute I gave my attention to that, this became smaller. The word that the Lord said became smaller in my mind. And, every, and the problem wanted to become magnified. I've got to magnify what the Lord says. Because every time that I focus on what he says, the lies get smaller. Amen. The, it, it, because it can be, someone can tell you something, and to them it can be true, and it can even be, have some amount of reality to it, but it, if it doesn't measure up with this, this is a higher standard of truth than anything else that we might ever face. So it might be true that, yes, you're going through a challenge. That's true. You know, faith isn't denial. We don't deny the circumstance, but we find the answer to the circumstance. And the answer to the circumstance is always higher than the actual circumstance. Circumstances can change. This word will never change. And that's why you take the word to change the circumstance. Amen? Okay. I guess I said all that to, to get into our message today. I want to talk to us about responding to receive because we've got very important meetings coming up as far as faith explosion. But even beyond that, you know, every time we have church, it's an important meeting. Yeah. The, 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 the ability for, for our lives to change every time we step through those doors, it's here. Every time we, we meet together, our lives can change in some sort or fashion if we're ready to respond, to receive to what God is telling us, right? And so let's look at something here at John, in John 4. And as we're turning there, I just, we're getting ready, think of it in the spirit, like we're getting ready to go on a long trip. And what do you do if, in, in the natural if you're getting ready to go on a trip? You make sure the car's in good order, right? Maybe go have a little preventative maintenance done. Well, that's what this, I believe, is what I heard in my spirit, that today is more like preventative maintenance. You know, I'm not, I'm not up here, I'm never up here to correct anything that anybody's doing. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know what anybody's doing but me. Right? And that's how it should be. I don't need to know anybody's business. I need to, I need to worry about me, not you. So this is like you're going on a long trip, and you're checking the car, and if you find something... In your spiritual car that needs tightened up, all I'm asking you to do, tighten it up. That's it. Don't get under condemnation. Don't get under shame. That's not what this is about. If you need to tighten something up, just tighten it up, and you'll be the better for it. Amen? Amen. John 4, and I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, if I can, um, because the way I respond determines the way I receive. Okay, so keep that, keep that statement in mind. The way that we respond to something determines the way that we receive from it, and especially in ministry. You know, how you receive the word, how you receive uh, the person ministering the word. You know, it's, it's not about personality, but what office does that, does that person hold? You know, at what honor do you give the word? So John 4, 21 Very familiar scriptures, but let's hear it. Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now 
when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus said our worship was in spirit and in truth. What's that tell us? We've got to respond spiritually in order to receive spiritually. I can't respond to something spiritually out of my head carnally and expect to receive it fully. And these things that the Lord spoke to us, and that's why I read them before we got into this, those are spiritually discerned and spiritually received. If I try to get in my head and try to figure out how God's going to do all that, I'll miss it. And believe me, I know from experience because I've tried to do that numerous times. Get, it, get in my head, well, God, you said this, and so, so it's got to be this way and this way and this way. No, it doesn't have to be any way. <laughs> He's got it figured out. I don't have to. All I need to do, I say all I need to do, one of the things I need to do is just receive it spiritually. Honor it and receive it, okay? Let's look at Matthew 13. And we'll start in verse 54. So almost down there at the end. He being Jesus returned to Nazareth, his hometown. And when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. They scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, man, we know her. We've known her a long time. His mother and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, yeah, we know all of them. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended. And look at this. They refused to believe in him. They made a willing refusal to believe what he was saying and doing. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles because of their unbelief. They tied his hands with their unbelief, right? Luis says, they saw in him that of which they disapproved and that which hindered, hindered them from acknowledging his authority. The thing they saw that they disapproved of hindered them from acknowledging his authority. It hindered them. They couldn't receive. They chose not to receive. You have to choose, and I have to choose, not so much, it's not about opinion. It's like, what does the word say? Does the word say it? Is, is what pastor is preaching, does it line up with the word? Yes. Okay, then I, then I have to receive it. I have to take it from me, right? You know, it's not, it's not so much that uh, it lines up with my circumstance. See, I, I've gotten into that mess too where I try to fashion the word to fit my circumstance and help me make excuses for things. <laughs> no, not good is right. <laughs> I have to take my circumstance and line it up against the word and say, okay, this isn't matching. What do I do? I don't take the word and not, well, I can make it say this and make it say that so it's easier on me. That, that won't work. 
Now I'm out of alignment, okay? It's possible to have our receiving hindered if we don't properly receive the one ministering. And this isn't a self-serving message. I, the, it's so true. You go anywhere, anywhere, and if you aren't properly uh, honoring or receiving, you're hurting yourself. And, and in fact, what we've learned, and, and the word says, utterance is greatly affected by the hearer. Why do you think that Paul, according to the word, said, and for me, pray for me, that I might have utterance so that I could speak boldly and speak revelation to you? Because that's why it's so important as these meetings come up. Every meeting, every meeting we're praying for. Every service we pray for. We pray for utterance for the speaker because the speaker, the minister, yes, the minister's prepared and the minister has heard what the body needs, but there are specific answers that you need when you come through that door that that minister's not going to know that, but the Holy Spirit does. And as utterance is prayed for, the Holy Spirit can move through that minister and you can receive your answer. But you've got to honor it correctly. That's why you're not coming to hear a personality. You're coming to hear the word, right? And if the word's being preached, it's for you. Now, if it's, if, and it's not here, but in, you take for, you take, you know, I'll say this because it's come up in my spirit before that I even was studying for this. The TV preacher, and God bless the TV Look, I love and, and enjoy and receive from certain ministries on TV and podcasts. But you know what? That minister, that minister doesn't uh, stand in the gap for me. Uh, that minister doesn't pray for me. Um, that minister doesn't answer to God for my soul or, and watch over my soul. That, 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 my pastor does. Right? So, I, you know, it's okay if you want to listen to certain things, um, I guess. I mean, I'm not telling you you can't listen to other, other ministries. I do. But where, where should the bulk of what we're listening and receiving come from? Our local church. That's where you've been called to. And I believe that with all my heart. The answers, the, the life-defining answers that we can get are found here. Amen. And, and again, I'm not saying that you can't get help from the TV or from podcasts. That's not what I'm saying. But who prays for you the most? Your pastor, right? I promise you he does. So shouldn't we in turn be praying for utterance for him? And not just to make it easier on him to preach. It's so that you can get the answers that God wants to get to you, okay? See, dishonor stops the channel that I should receive from. And that's not even so much... You know, dishonor can take on a lot of different things. Uh, I even would use the term familiarity, meaning because I've done it. Well, let's turn to such and such a scripture. And in my head, I'm, I'm repeating, yeah, I know where he's going. Yep, I know what he's going to preach on. Well, another week of this, that's dishonor. And, and whether I'm even, because you know me, I wouldn't mean to be dishonorable, but in my spirit, I am setting myself up for failure because I'm not willing to receive because I already know what he's going to say. 
You're not going to tell me anything I haven't already heard. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything this morning you haven't already heard. But you're receiving it because you want things to change. I've got to honor and value the time that we have when we get to come together because who knows what's going to... I've been sitting there wanting and thinking that I needed to counsel with my pastor and got the answer before the service was even over. Well, no need to counsel because the Holy Spirit witnessed to my spirit and guess what? Guess who's now the responsibility is on me. Okay, implement what you were just told. Implement what you were just given. You got the answer. Now go out and change it. So no reason, and and again, your pastor will counsel with you. But regular attendance to church will help negate a lot of those counseling sessions. Because you're honoring, you're honoring the office of the pastor and the gift that God has placed in our life to give us answers. Amen? Amen. If we don't properly receive the man or woman of God, it's possible to not receive what we need to hear, even though it may get said. See, your answer may get said across the pulpit, or it may get said in a prayer meeting, or it may get spoke to you uh, during praise and worship, but if you're not in the right position to receive it, forget it. I mean, I know I've used sports analogies before, but the quarterback, he gets the, co- the play from the coach or the offensive coordinator, and he, he gives the routes in the huddle, okay, and he gives the, the call. The quarterback, for the most part, he knows where those receivers are supposed to go. It's up to the receiver to be in the proper position. So it's up to us, as the, if we're going to respond to receive correctly, we've got to be in the proper position, Right? Because the ball's coming, and if you were supposed to go down 15 and out, if you were supposed to run a down and out, and you run a post instead, well, the ball, the ball went to the sideline, and you were running to the post. And you can do this all you want. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and God's like, I threw it over there. And God's going, where were you? Right? So we got to be in the proper position to receive. A minister can say exactly what I need to hear and have the answer to my problem. You know, I, I try to approach each service and tell God, I'm going to get my answer today. Even if I don't even in my head or in my heart have a specific need, I still say, God, you've got my answer today. That, that helps keep me in a proper position to receive because they can say exactly what I need to hear, but if, but if I'm not approaching it correctly and I don't receive them properly, I'll miss it. I'll miss it. You know, I think it's interesting that we, we can have guest ministers here and, uh, boy, we helps ministry steps up the, their game and, 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 man, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. And, and you know, and for the most part, we don't do this, but I, but I can see there's even, there's even times that you can mentally check out when it's, well, it's just my pastor this week. Uh-oh, it got quiet. You were amening really, really good. <laughs> but you could think, well, it's just pastor so-and-so this week. You know, no, that's your pastor with your answer Amen. this week. Um, so just keep that in mind because we don't ever want to miss anything. Because God told us that thing is full and it's at the tipping point. 
and he wants, to, he wants to just dump it out all over you. But that's not just going to automatically happen. I've got to be in the right position for it to, I've got to be there. God's going to pour it out. It's my responsibility to make sure I'm in the right place so that it can be poured out on me, right? And, you know, just another bit of, of warning. That person sitting next to you or, or down the row from you, they can receive something and you can, you can miss it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've walked out of a service more than once and, man, I've been floating. And, man, this is great. Oh, wow. And the other person was like, eh. I don't know, I don't know what he was trying to say. Well, praise God, I'm glad I did, right? But flip, flip the coin, I've also been that person who's like, eh, wow, what was, what was the problem? <laughs> me. <laughs> wasn't the word, wasn't God, wasn't pastor, it was me because I didn't, I didn't bring my supply. You know how we talk about bringing your supply to church? It's not just the minister's responsibility to bring the supply. It's all our responsibility. Because as everybody brings their supply to the meeting, to the family, see, we're all a big family. We all got each other's back, right? As we all bring our supply, then answers can flow more freely. They can. Answers can come to you and you and you and you because we're all praying for utterance for that minister. We're all praying for utterance and answers for everybody. Does that make sense? And Kevin used, Brother Kevin used my next uh, scriptures, which is fine. You know, it's, it's free. <laughs> we, there's no copyright. But look at Philippians 1. And I, I promise you, Kevin, I am not re-preaching what you said. I promise. I'm just, it, it, just in these notes, we're going to expound on what you were saying because what you were saying was exactly correct. You know, Paul was able... Uh, and God was able to uh, promise such a great reward to the church at, at Philippi because of the honor that they showed for his ministry. That, and, and, and that's where Philippians 4.19, we see that. But look at 1, and we'll read 1 through 7. Philippians chapter 1 through 7. Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that which he has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ even as it is me or right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. Now, turn over chapter 4, same book, and let's start in verse 13. This is Paul speaking. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, and so can you. Notwithstanding... You have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but 
you only. And Brother Kevin made mention of this. This Philippian church, they were good to Paul. They were good. They gave and they received in return. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? Not that the minister desires a gift from anybody in here. The minister desires that fruit may abound to your account. The minister wants to see your life get better. The minister isn't up here for their own glory. The minister is up here so that God can change things in your life. That's why you come to church, because you want something to change. You know, nobody's living a perfect life. I mean, they might be telling you that they are, but they're lying, right? Nobody's got it all figured out. That's why we come together, to get answers. Verse 18, but I have all and abound. So Paul's doing pretty good. I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell and sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So do you see that? You see, they were promised such a great reward because of the honor that they showed Paul and his ministry. And Paul said that through their communication, their giving into his life, their giving into his ministry, that this church had done well. I'm going to read uh, from the NLT. It says, As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. What I want is for you to earn a well-earned reward because of your kindness. So Paul, Paul was always thinking about the people. Always thinking about the people. You know, that's what's on God's heart. The people, the people, the people. You're on his heart night and day. Well, I have news for us. You are on your pastor's heart night and day. Amen. Pastors Philip and Pastor Michelle, they live and breathe this ministry for you. Amen. Not for them. Honest. Now, yes, God's good to them. And God, God, God has put them in a position to be able to speak into our lives for our betterment. Not to promote them, but to help you and help me. Right? That's so important that we see that because that keeps us in a proper position then to receive every time we come to church. If we keep that in mind, that, okay, my pastors are saying some things that might be a little hard to swallow sometimes. They're feeding me that broccoli. They're feeding me that cauliflower. I don't much like it, but I know it's good for me. God, you're giving me this because you know it's good for me. Okay, now I'm in a position to receive it. But if, but if it, on the flip of that, if I'm sitting there and I was like, oh, man, why has he got to say that? What's he mean by that? Nothing other than that you need a change. Because <laughs> I've, I've sat there and be like, oh, man, he's reading my mail. And he didn't know anything. But the Holy Spirit knew. And, 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 and maybe step on my toes. And as, as one minister said, that's all right. We got a tow truck. 
Don't laugh at that. That's not a good enough joke to laugh at. <laughs> but it's true. You know, like Pastor says, if it's a broccoli and cauliflower message, a good pastor will put some cheese on it. Right? A good pastor will, will maybe cut you, but then stitch you up in the same service. Right? Because he's concerned about you. He doesn't want you leaving here feeling beat up. God does not want you leaving here feeling beat up. God wants you leaving feeling edified, built up, and armed with what you need to, to go out and make a difference in your life and in somebody else's life. Amen? Amen? So Paul said because of their honorable treatment, he had received from this church, and they would receive a well-earned reward, a reward born of honor. Honor. Honor in everything we do. You know, honor when you're sweeping the floor. Honor when you're opening the door. Honor when you're on the praise team. Honor when you're sitting at your... It's, an, it's honorable to bring your Bible or your Bible app. Or it's, it's honorable to take notes or type into your iPad. That's honorable, right? Because you're not to me, not to the minister, to God. Yes, it is honorable to the minister, but more importantly, then if you're sitting there and you're ready with your pen or your iPad or your phone, and okay, now you're showing an expectancy that you believe God's going to speak to you. Now, I've been in cert certain instances, not here, but in other areas and have ministered, and man, no one was ready for nothing. It was just, it was tradition time, and this is our time to meet, and what do you got for me, preacher? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I did, but I couldn't say anything because they, they didn't want to hear it. And man, I'd say it and, it, it, and and it is so true. It's like Pastor says, it hit that, not this wall, but it would hit a back wall and come right back at me. And, and it would either make them mad or put them to sleep. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I don't really care. I, I, it would grieve me because I knew that there were guys and people in there that needed what I was saying because it was straight from God. It wasn't because it was me. It was because what God wanted to get to them, and man, it hit that back wall and come right back at me. And, and some days were better than others, but some days were worse than others. Amen. It's just how it was. There, it wasn't, and they loved me. They, didn't, they weren't bad to me, but they weren't honoring the word, right? They, were, they would just come and show up and just, yeah, if you got something for me, great. If you don't, and, and, and most of the time, it was they wanted to tell me what God was telling them. They wanted, to, they wanted to share with me their greatest and latest revelation when it was, it was my time to speak what God wanted them. To see, so be careful with that. And I'm not saying anybody's doing that, but again, if that screw is loose on your vehicle, just tighten it up, okay? I don't correct. I just, I just report, all right? Paul then said the long-term benefit of their honor would be that God would supply all their need because of their honor. So when we come to church and listen to the man or woman of God with a heart and an ear of honor, the potential is there for all our need to be met. Every need. Every need that you might have, the potential for it to be met is right here because of your heart and your honor that I believe each and every one of you have. 
you know, you wouldn't just, look, time is very important to everybody in this room. I understand that. And that you would set aside a couple hours on your Sunday morning when you could do anything else, but you come to church to honor God and to listen to what he has to say to you, you are setting yourself in the right position to receive. You are responding correctly to receive. You know that your church doors will be open, so you say, no, my church is open, so I'm responding to that. I'm going to that. Well, hey, don't you want to come do this? I do, but I have something that's more important right now. Right? You know, I've had people in the past, not anymore, but it used to be in the past because they, they just didn't know. Now they know. They try to schedule things on Sundays. I love you. I can't make it. I have something that I, I have to do because of what, and, and it, it's, it's just, it's not obligation. It's what is God doing? What does God want to do? I need to be, I need to be where he's speaking to me, right? So I love you. God bless you. Go do what you got to do. I'll be here. Well, they don't schedule those things on Sunday anymore because they know I'm here, right? And, and, and that's, that's just a small thing, but let me read to you, and this was, this would have been Wednesday, this last Wednesday, and the word of the Lord came to our pastor near the end of service, and this, this speaks to what I've been talking about, and, he, and, and the Lord was specifically mentioning these upcoming meetings, and he said, this faith explosion is a moving forward that will reverberate through generations, Okay? generations. So think of that. This faith explosion is going to, things are going to be said and, and ministered that have the potential to change your life, your kids' lives, your grandkids' lives. That's, that's the potential. Then he said, not only will there be answers, but life-defining answers. I don't know what that means to you. I know what it means to me. I know what, I know what answers that I need and that will define my life forever. And I know that you know what that means to you. Okay? Then he said, listen close. These days in September will be an explosion of faith. Faith. You shall be changed. And I think it's, it's, it's interesting he used that word shall. He said, you shall be changed and you shall receive answers. Amen. That's covenant language. And each and every one of you in here, if you're a believer and born again, and I believe that you are, you have a covenant with the Almighty God. And he said, you shall be changed and you shall receive answers. Amen. So it's so important then that we come to those meetings, every meeting, and, 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 and expect to be changed. Expect to receive answers, okay? I've got one more scripture reference that I want to make mention of. And, you know, we respond in honor, but then this is faith builders, correct? You respond in faith. Amen? Look at Mark 5, and I'll read this from the New Living as well. Mark chapter 5, I'm going to start in verse 25. And before I read that, uh, you know, it was, it's been years ago, um, would have been, oh, about six years ago, 
the Lord said something to our pastor. He said, everything I've said and promised and beyond, he named a certain year, and beyond will require living by faith. Well, you know, isn't it interesting? There's a book back there, our pastor's latest book, Every Day is a Faith Day. We've got to live our life every day by faith. We've got to be exercising our faith every day. And so we have to respond to what God has told us in faith. Mark 5, verse 25. Again, another familiar scripture in scripture reference, but let's hear it. Let's hear it with fresh, fresh ears. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. So key. She'd heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. Now, for she said to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? We see clearly in verse 27, this woman responded to what she heard. Can Can we see verse 27? When she had heard of Jesus, okay, she heard, and now she did. She responded in faith. She heard. And she did. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Let's look at verse 28. For she said, so key, she said, she said what she was going to receive. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. That's what she believed. She was responding in faith to what she heard and what she said. Okay? Responding in faith will require that we say some things, that we declare some things. So I'm imploring you, declare it when, whenever you think about it because, and declare what God said. You'll receive life-defining answers. You've got to believe it and say it. God said that you will receive life-defining answers, so you've got to say it yourself, okay? Then verse 29, and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She received what she had responded to in faith. She heard it, right? She heard it, then she said it, and then she received it. And then verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? The moment she responded in faith and touched Jesus, Jesus felt virtue go out of him. The moment she responded in faith. When we respond in faith, it draws out of the person ministering what we need. It draws out of God what we need, but in a church setting, in a meeting setting, when you respond in faith and you believe what you've heard, okay, you've heard it, you believe it, you declare it, it draws out of that minister, that man, that woman of God what you need to hear. Because you're responding in faith. You're responding in honor, and you're responding in faith. Does that make sense? I believe that it does. And and I believe, I believe that each and every one of us in here 
according to what God said, our lives are about to drastically change. I believe each and every one of us are on the verge of having God's goodness drench us according to what he said. Because I believe each and every one of us in here and and listening online, you want to be in that right position to receive. You want that. You honor that in your life. This isn't just flippant to you. This is something you want. And you are bound and determined to do whatever it takes to make sure that you are in the right position to receive all that God has for you. I believe that with all my heart. So let's bow our heads. And, and I just want to pray, and I want you to pray. I don't want to be the only one praying. And, and I think we'll all enter into prayer here before we leave. But whatever it is, whatever those things that need to be tightened up in our lives, uh, whatever things that the Holy Spirit is illuminating that maybe you just need to tweak here or there. Uh, It might not be anything major. It might be something really small. But he's showing you in order that you can properly be in a position to receive. And as you see those, you know, let's, let's pray. Let's pray for these upcoming meetings. And let's pray for those life-defining answers. So, Father, we thank you today. Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just come to you with praise and thanksgiving. We thank you that you always hear us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you for showing me those things that, that I need to tighten up in my life, Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We just, Father, we just, we desire to be in that right position to receive. We honor you. We honor you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you for these meetings. We thank you that every time these doors are open, that you want to speak to us, that you have answers for us. You're speaking through the man or woman of God and telling us exactly what we need to hear to help us move forward. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we're thankful. We're grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. We are grateful. We are honored. We are honored that you would speak to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this church. Thank you for giving us a place to meet. Thank you for giving us pastors that love us, that hear from God, to speak to us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us. We're so honored and so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. I believe, I believe that I receive everything I prayed for. And I, I believe in, in, and you receive everything you prayed for in the name of Jesus. What you prayed for in, in the spirit and what you prayed for in the known tongue, I believe that you've received it. I agree with you. Hallelujah.